Now that it's July, I'm reminiscing about some birds I saw in our hottest month that I really should have looked for in spring. In 2013, when I did my big year, one of my goals was to see all the warblers that breed regularly in North America. Due to several constraints and some poor planning, it wasn't until July that I saw some of my most wanted warblers, species that would have been much easier to find in April or May. The Kalima warbler is a case in point. The only place to find it in the U.S. is in Big Bend National Park. Smart birders go there in April to see the warblers soon after they arrive when they're singing most frequently and the weather isn't too hot yet. But I didn't get there until July 20th. The most reliable and accessible place to see them in the park is about six miles up a fairly steep trail from the trailhead where the park's lodge is. People told me to start the hike at 2.30 or 3 a.m. using a flashlight in the dark so I'd be reaching the part where the warblers are at first light and could be back before it got dangerously hot. Some of them mentioned that birders should always hike that trail in groups to minimize encounters with mountain lions. That lodge was the most expensive place I stayed during that entire year, and I needed to stay there both the night before my early start and then when I got back so I could crash after the full 12-mile hike. But I got up at 3 a.m. to a crazy thunderstorm and went back to sleep. When my alarm went off at 4 and again at 5, lightning, thunder, and the downpour were still intense. I stayed up at 6 and at 7 moseyed to the lodge restaurant for breakfast. By the time I finished, I was pretty sure the lightning and thunder were finally over. The rain was still steady, but not what I'd call a downpour anymore. I figured I'd have to stay a third night to do the long hike the next day, but since I didn't have anything better to do that day, I decided to take a short walk in the rain to see what the trail would be like. It was already 9 a.m., and I was only going to walk a short way, so I wore my rubber boots rather than good hiking boots, brought just one small water bottle, and left my backpack with my first aid kit behind. I, of course, brought my binoculars and camera, but in addition to the camera's rain guard, I wrapped it in a plastic bag. The rain was still heavy enough to require an umbrella. I didn't get more than a quarter mile up the trail before the rain lightened to a steady drizzle. The temperature was very comfortable, under 70, so I kept walking. In the drizzle, I heard virtually no birds singing, but the scenery was lovely. I wasn't paying much attention, but suddenly I saw the sign marking the start of the stretch officially called the Kalima Trail. I'd already hiked six miles. And at that very moment, the rain stopped, and instantly a bazillion birds started singing. I managed to pick out a Kalima song in time to point my binoculars at the soaking wet bird sitting on an oak branch. I dropped the umbrella, shook off the water from the plastic bag around my camera, and untied it. But by the time I could pull the camera up, the warbler had flown. I was sad that I didn't get a photo, and I didn't see or hear another one, but felt wonderfully triumphant that I got it at all. 
At that point in the loop trail, it was going to be six miles back to the lodge, whether I backtracked or forged on. Either way, it would be downhill, so I kept going. Birdsong ebbed rather quickly after the rain stopped, but it was a beautiful walk. About two miles before I reached the end of the loop, a large brown animal crossed the trail less than 20 feet ahead of me. I took it in piece by piece, the enormous cat-like head, the long, lanky body, the long, long tail. I never had it entirely in view. The trail was too narrow to fit it all in as it raced across. By the time my brain had even processed that I'd seen an adult mountain lion, it was gone, leaving me all the thrill and none of the fear at least for about 15 seconds. Then I started thinking, hmm, if it could run through the dense underbrush without my hearing a sound, imagine if it had been stalking me from behind on the trail. By the time I arrived safely at the lodge, not a single blister on my feet despite wearing rubber boots on a 12-mile hike and not a bit sweaty, the temperature never did get above 70 that day, I was thinking what a great story this day made. Next time, I'll talk about another warbler I saw a few days later, one that involved even more luck. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.